What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor. Yeah. Why the emphasis on old, man? Uh, no, nothing. No, no, oh, nothing. special emphasis. I read too much into it. You read. It was more. Yeah, your ears wanted to hear the old. My ears wanted spe- to spe- specifically. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a nice time of how you say. It? What is it? A nice time of year. Mm. It's a. It does feel like a like the start. Mm-hmm. I think last year was a bit confusing. Because Chinese New Year was very close to the New Year. So it's like little funk where like it felt like it was is it still holiday season or not? Yeah. I don't know whether it was just it was caused because after my wedding and I was yeah. just, I don't know. But the weather, man. The weather yeah. is like yesterday was the coldest I loved it, it's man. been in Singapore. Is it? Like for a while. Since this whole this whole period. What uh, temperature what temperature did you hit? I think it hit twenty five. Oh, or even late as twenty four or so. Oh, yeah. but it's I mean it's a it's a it's a bitch of uh, like if you were planning to go out and stuff like right? Yeah, yeah, but still, yeah, just the idea of like it was chilly, man, and mm. like you know having to have blankets and wear, wear extra layers was quite something. Yeah, has yeah, it nice, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. And and I read reports. I think this this few first few weeks of January is gonna be scorching at times, but also super wet. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But not. I mean, mean, yeah. So do take care of yourself, lah. I, I think you know, as Singaporeans, one thing we take for granted is how your body reacts to exchange. Ch- changes in temperature mm. right and actually you think about it like air conditioners have only been around for what uh, less than a hundred years or whatever la, right uh, so we are our bodies are not evolved to react to such like extreme swings in temperature but how extreme is it I mean a few degrees can have an effect on your body like your body has to work harder to maintain mm. the same temperature la. Mm-hmm. And then my my TCM was the one who told me that you know that actually makes you more susceptible to disease and everything like. Uh, mm. So actually, this yeah. only Singaporeans take for granted because you know to us like our temperature is same all year round. Yeah. But last night proved it. It's not like it can get chilly like, You know. Yeah. yeah. And because yeah like normal body temperature is thirty seven point six degrees right. If it goes to thirty seven point eight right, yeah. it's really you just start feeling off like. Yeah. And it's just yeah just a little bit like one one two degrees difference makes a huge difference. So imagine going from scorching hot to air condition like you know like uh, what, what's the coldest aircon you've you experienced in Singapore I don't know malls are. malls are right yeah, but any specific mall no no not uh, what is it malls or cinemas cinemas specific are malls cold, I yeah. don't know certain offices are, yeah. are cold as shit yeah 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 you have a specific place is it uh, I mean I know like uh, Great World City is pretty aircon is pretty powerful mm. yeah, it gets pretty chilly inside or specifically Great World City, yeah? If I remember correctly, la, yeah. Like just in general or certain outlets? Uh, there's only one Great World City mall. No, as in like different... Oh, it's all central central cooling. Is it central cooling? I suppose so, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean outlets within the mall. Oh, okay, la, okay, okay, not okay, different okay. Great World Cities. Yeah, like, yeah, one Great World City Because they are the yeah. common areas in the malls and mm. the shops. La. Mm, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. just everywhere. La. Gets colder, yeah. Yeah, man. Mm. But yeah, it's it's a it's a nice start to the year. Mm. I know mm. some people are hating it. Hating it? Why? Yeah. Is, why so bad? Just I mean, just the temperatures. The, then the greyish weather. You know, I like grey weather. Love it, man. Yeah, I love this it. Is, I love this it. is what it should be year round. Yeah, man. I don't mind it being year round. Like I think that. some change is nice, lah. Because if it's yeah. year round, then it'll be the same problem. Except it's like there's no change. Correct, change correct, is good. Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but I was at um in a public space over the mm. weekend mm. uh outside the national stadium where it was pouring. So everyone was wanted to still run and get in clock in the the you know runs and exercise and 
TikTok dancing and rollerblading on it. Everyone was congregated there. Mm. So it was, I mean, there was a nice feel to it. What was it? So like the whole stretch around the lap, everywhere there were people. Everywhere there were people. And I mean, you could still get around and all. It Mm. wasn't terrible. It's just a lot of people. And because of the rain, but you know, uh, it shows that, yeah, despite despite whatever the weather is, people still want to exercise. They still want to get their, their movement in and everything. Actually, that's quite cool because you can re- go from the MRT to the stadium fully covered, right? Correct, yeah, you can. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, you go to the mall for lunch and everything. Uh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Mm. Cool, so, man. Actually, very relevant to stuff we're talking about today also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things we're talking about. Uh. Mm, mm, the first yeah. thing is something that is a little unpleasant to happen yeah. at the start of the year. Yeah. Uh, but before we jump into that, mm. what was our regular spiel, Terence? Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, welcome. And if you're yeah, if you're new to this podcast, please follow uh, or subscribe, depending on whether whether you're listening to this or watching this. Uh, there's a, always a follow button with some notification bell and all that you can mm-hmm. hit as well on YouTube. Yeah. So please do that. If helps other people also discover this podcast. Hell yeah, man! And if you want to work with us in any way, individual, brand, sponsor, donor investor, whatever. If you want to reach us, just uh, email us at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Mm, mm. Sweet. So yeah, you know, you're talking about people not enjoying the start of this year. Yeah. I think there's, we're going to be talking about a group of people who probably really did not enjoy the start of this year, right? Because mm, mm. it literally came out like, this news came out like days after the start of the year. Yeah. yeah. The news came out on 4th Gen uh, because on 3rd Gen, which was a Wednesday, uh, a Apparently, about 100 plus employees of Lazada mm, were mm. just let go. Yeah, Lazada and Singapore. Lazada Singapore. Mm. And apparently, like um, the workers were coming back, but on Wednesday, all the meeting rooms were booked up with mm. back-to-back slots. Uh, some only got the meeting invitations the night before or a few hours before. Mm. Uh, and some cancelled their leave to come back for the sudden meeting. La. Yeah. And they go for these meetings and they're told they're retrenched. Mm-mm-mm. Very uh, suddenly. Yeah, so, so I mean, then since then, there's been a lot of discussion because uh, NTUC has now gotten involved, uh, Ministry of Manpower has gotten involved, the news outlets have covered it. Mm. Some employees, ex-employees have come out to speak uh, under the guise of anonymity. Mm-mm. But uh, yeah, like you, you were following this as it was happening, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think it was quite interesting because, I mean, it's not the first time there have been layoffs in recent months, right? Like uh, we've seen other big tech companies. A lot of big tech companies did it last year, right? Mm. Um, but it seems like this particular round of layoffs uh, is getting a bit more heat uh, mm. with uh, NTUC and the workers' union all stepping in and making statements mm. and uh, MOM, you know, the matter being raised to MOM and stuff like that. Mm. So it's quite interesting to see, to under- try and understand why this Lazada layoffs are getting more heat than the than previous layoffs. Uh. Like what are the previous layoffs in Singapore that come to mind? I mean, the global layoffs at all the tech companies like Meta, Meta Twitter, uh, or Twitter, X, right? Amazon, Grab, all them. Everyone was affected, right? Yeah, like, everyone like, was affected. Yeah, all the big tech companies were affected. Yeah, yeah so, so I mean, what you said about like the, the things that have happened since then, right? So basically, that, that news came out on 4th Gen. Mm. Uh, then on uh, the next day itself, uh, NTUC came out with a statement, I believe. Mm. Uh yeah, that the workers' union, meaning NTUC, was not notified or consulted. Yeah. So uh, the in I say in air quotes, the unacceptable move to retrench employees at Lazada, Lazada without notifying the unions 
has been escalated by the manpower ministry la. Mm-hmm. has been escalated to the manpower ministry by NTUC mm-hmm. uh, because yeah basically there is a union representing Lazada's workers there's the NTUC the National Trades Union Congress and the affiliated union Food Drinks and Allied Workers Union the mm-hmm. FDAWU mm-hmm. and they said yeah they are deeply disappointed la. so this was on 5th gen yep uh, then on 6th gen I think they just uh, accepted Lazada's apology <laughs> Which felt like, uh, wait, huh? Yeah. You can accept like an apology like that. Uh, and they did say that talks on better retrenchment benefits are ongoing. Mm, mm, mm. But as you were following through and all, like, like because um, uh, even before this podcast, you said you were following through. Right? Did it strike you as being different from previous times? Uh, I mean, the first thing I want to state is the, uh, you know, as much as the people being retrenched, were yeah, some of them were quite senior, I think, you know, senior VP roles according to the anonymous tipper and everything, mm. like, right? Senior and junior roles. So top to bottom affected. Mm. Um, you know, uh is there room to feel bad for them? Some of them are very high earners. What do you think? Mm. I think yeah, la, you can you you can still feel bad for them, like because mm. I mean everybody has a baseline standard of living. Uh uh, and if that comes to an abrupt halt, especially when you are performing well, you're doing all you mm. need to do, you can feel bad for them. La. But um, I would say maybe if someone is in a dire financial state and they have a lot of commitments, they're getting stretched and they lose their job, you feel more bad for them. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a range of feeling bad, la, I think. But we've been there before, right? Yeah. We've, we've been there before where, I mean, we were not employees. Yeah. But uh, we were vendors of a company that went mm. belly up. Yeah. Uh, very suddenly. Also, just pretty within hours, they informed people and just suddenly shut down and didn't tell any anyone about it. Like, yeah, and we then, found out through the news. Like. Yeah. And we're talking about our experience with Hook, like, right? H-O-Q, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the network that uh, owed us a lot of money and then they went belly up and then didn't have an, you know, haven't even resolved their liquidation four years later. Yeah. And at right? this point, still was Three a years. shit ton of money. Still was a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So. In that instance, there were also the employees of Hook who were affected, mm. like, who also were blindsided by the news, like, right? And mm. I think what we got was a lot more uh, first-hand accounts of how it was carried out. And yeah, it, it, I saw similarities uh, in the sense that it was literally on the morning of that a lot of employees heard of these layoffs happening. And pretty much there seems to be, like in Lazada's side of things, there seems to be uh, employees reaching out ex-employees of Lazada reaching out to, you know, offer to help current employees by posting resumes, by having WhatsApp group chats and things like that. Mm. And I think that was happening at that time with Hook as well. Uh. That's what mm. I understand, like, resumes are being shared and everything. Mm. So, uh, like what you said, it's, even if someone's earning a lot, you know, there's it's still never easy news to learn that your, yeah, your future basically, at least on the near future, is becomes very, suddenly becomes very uncertain, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you never know what commitments they have to the family or even like uh, employment passes or something that rely on them being employed by Lazada, right? Mm. You know, those things are all very tricky. So yeah, heart goes out to those people affected. I'm sure uh, regardless of yeah, what level that they were at, it's it's tough, lah, right? Yeah. Uh, Especially, I mean, I think for me, the bigger thing is apparently there were some star performers as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. How do you know? Like from the same tippers. Oh, okay, like star yeah. performers, people who had just gotten promoted mm-hmm. and then they get axed. Yeah. So I think that was what like they said was kind of, uh, I mean, just based on the sources, like, that it was baffling to them because the the layoffs had actually been happening since September. 
Ah, okay. September, October and all. But this one, first of all, the fact that it was across the board in terms of competency, performance and uh, what you might say, uh, seniority. Mm -hmm. Whereas September, October was more, okay, like certain areas they need to downsize, they need to downsize. Mm -hmm. And then the timing. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. when I was reading it online, like some people pointing, okay, there's no good timing. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you don't do it now, then what? You keep them till February? Because some mm. people are saying, you make them work for 11, 11, 12, 12, <coughs> 1, 1. Is that 1, 1? There, there, there was 1, 1. one. There was 1, one. one, one. Yeah. Yeah. Then 3, 1, you just ask them to fuck off. <laughs> once the once <laughs> yeah. the clock hits 12 <laughs> and then end of the sale, oh, that's it. Time yeah. to leave. It really sucks. <laughs> la. And I know as much as, even I don't do resolutions and all, the yeah. new year does come with like some wing, wing under wing under your wings. La. Mm. You know, you feel mm. okay. Like, if there's any time you want to start something, you know, okay, now is a good time, a good time. So, can you imagine all of these people who are like, okay, you know what, this is new year, new me, 2024. Signing I, up for a gym membership, yeah. putting a down payment for this and that. Yeah. 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 And, and I saw a meme saying that 2023 was like, you know, like this confused, we didn't really know where we were, but 2024 yeah. is when things get real. Yeah, you know? yeah, 2023, yeah. we were still coming out of COVID, settling in, laying the groundwork, and boom, 2024 is when shit happens. Yeah. And then boom, shit really happens. Yeah. It's, it's so it's the timing. But then some people are arguing also that then what is good timing? There's no good timing. If you wait till February, then they'll have to do 2 2 or Chinese New Year sale. Yeah. Then get fired. Yeah. Then if you bring it before uh, like October, November, December, generally hiring, I would imagine, slows down. Mm, right. Mm. So the availability of jobs also is harder. Whereas mm. January, okay, they severe your, your one, you also have more. People are back to office and stuff mm. like that. I would, I would say beyond just the timing in terms of like your life goals and plans and all that, right? The start of the year. Mm. Um, is that a lot of these, especially like Chinese New Year holiday in maybe not just Singapore, but in places like Vietnam or whatever as well, right? Mm. Where they celebrate the Lunar New Year. Uh, it's a time when people gather together. Mm. You meet your family, extended oh. family. <laughs> How's work? How's work? How's oh, life? Whoa, uh, right. And then yeah. it kind of puts a dampener on things. Maybe it makes you even not want to go for these events because it's a lot to explain, a lot to process, right? Mm. Uh, we've all been there, you know, when we, you know, uh, we have this obligation to go for family events, even though there's something in you that really doesn't want, you don't want to have to go and face the music yeah. and all that, lot, right? That was the bless, the ironic thing about us getting screwed over by who during the pandemic. We didn't have to meet people. But honestly, I would have not wanted to meet anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it too harrowing. It's like, you're, yeah. you're in the middle of a crisis. The last thing you want to do is have to pretend to be happy and all that. Yeah, right? and then people might ask with no ill intention at all. Hey, you know, Harish, you made that TV show with yeah. Darius. How's that going? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. And then if you go into like a 20-minute, uh, you know, rant. Then you'd be about, the dampener on the festivities exactly, and exactly. all. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's that's the thing about it. I think the timing side of things is tough, la, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I did ask some people, hey, you know, did you think that could have been a better timing? And then these people work in the corporate world in, in like, you know, finance and everything. And they say, honestly, retrenchments happen year-round, you know, mm. in their industries. Like, uh, it's just that maybe, yeah, you don't hear about it that much, la, you know, because it's smaller groups at a time, but they happen constantly such that if you add them up, it's probably about the same as Lazada. But but in this case, I think, uh, you know, yeah, you would imagine e-commerce, everything is doing, should be doing better considering how uh, how people are, la, right? Uh, how people how people have come become so comfortable with online shopping like, compared to like five years ago, for example. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think they also need there's some restructuring going on. Apparently, rumors of a IPO right for Lazada 
coming mm. up next year maybe. So they need to tighten the belt somewhere. Uh, I mean, just, just to one thing you said, you know, about how people like e-commerce is bigger, people should be more comfortable. I think last year, generally in the tech space, the startup world, like companies were being valued at crazy amounts. Mm, mm. From startups raising money, they were raising insane amounts of money. It was boom time, like 21, uh, 22, 2023. Mm-mm. So now, uh, even I think 2022, when a lot of companies raised a shit ton of money, 2023, they were all getting squeezed. Because the more mm. money you raise, the more expectations are. Like. Yeah. So I think now, that's why all those tech companies had layoffs and all, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so I think generally, the whole, this is going to be the trend for tech. Like, when when there's funds available, when there's profits, okay, you hire, hire, hire. Yeah. Uh, and then when you don't need, you downsize. But yeah. The way they did it, it does sound pretty damn messed up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but let me be more nuanced about what I said, lah, right? Uh, I, I think uh, I have talked to people in, in tech and everything mm. who have said that basically when COVID ended, uh, everything went downhill, lah, right? Even mm. online shopping also to some extent. You mean the user behavior? Lah. User behavior. Metaverse, uh. for example. Where, where is the metaverse now, right? You mm. know, all, all things, like, everything that require you to, st- or, or were more, uh, in, uh, require you to stay at home to to partake in everything went down. Mm. So uh, it's probably I, I I you know I stand corrected on what I said earlier about you know e commerce is booming on it. Is I think it was a bad year twenty twenty three for a lot of uh, them or at least worse than the the boom during COVID yeah. la, right. Yeah. So they may, maybe there were these expectations that things would yeah, continue yeah. to rise and then it the big dip la. Yeah, and yeah. like what you said like you know like they were flush with cash but they needed to. To, to show returns and everything and they couldn't, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why I think in general, the tech space, a lot of people, I mean, you speak to anyone, uh, first of all, in general, we keep hearing this looming recession, looming mm, recession. Yeah. I don't know how long it's been looming already. Yeah. Um, but things are not looking the brightest and tech especially. Mm. But so, so that's why when the company did this Lazada, uh, it seems like it was super jarring, right? Mm. And I think, uh, even the sever- severance was not as good as other companies. Like I know Grab was quoted in the CNA article. Yeah, I think Grab and uh, before this podcast you mentioned Meta. Mm-mm-mm. The Meta what was the baseline that you mentioned? Uh, what I understood was like uh, several. There was a several months base lah, right? Uh-huh. Like for everybody had the same several months, and then on top of that was you got I think two weeks on every year of service for every year of service so, so it's, everyone starts with at least a, a, a decent base of say I don't know three months four months whatever that give, at least gives you ample time to process things to spruce up your resume to you know reach out to your networks yeah start the process interviews but I think for Lazada side it's two weeks for every year of service that's it lah right that's it lah yeah. so let's say you work two years for Lazada you get a month severance month. which is uh yeah, that's tough, like, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a month, realistically, to get a new job and get started and, you know, to and, and find something that is, you know, can can match your expectations and everything as well. Yeah. It's tough, like, especially in this market. Right? Yeah. Know, yeah. So, so the process, I think everybody can, will, will agree generally that, okay, it's not the best process. Mm. Uh, so then NTUC comes in and then I was thinking, okay, what 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 protection does NTUC actually offer? Mm, and mm. from everything I gathered, uh, I mean, basically, for people who earn less than four point five k a month, yeah, you are yeah. covered uh, by the Employment Act, mm, mm. Uh, which means that you have access to do a, a, a claims or or raise it up to certain authorities, mm. uh, But NTUC, I mean, Lazada is not uni- unionized. Mm. Uh, I think MBS is one of the companies in Singapore that as of 20, 
Oh, this is fun. So we sold Lazada, but I thought Lazada is under the, oh, the food, food drinks allied workers oh, union. Oh, that's true, that's true. Yeah, they yeah, are unionized. They are there. unionized. The workers that are unionized. That is true. Yeah. And that is a sister organization to NTUC. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, that's what they say. Like, but and and uh, but the <laughs> the irony is when you go and dig a little bit, or at least just go and click through on the website. Mm. Uh, when, you, uh, when you go through NTUC and try and click on the FDAW, the Food Drinks Allied Workers Union website, um, it comes up to their their homepage. Latest news from twenty second July twenty twenty two. That's like the top article there. Lazada commits to upskilling workers to remain relevant in the future economy. <laughs> and a big picture of their former CEO there with uh uh Ng Chi Ming, you know the NTC dude and everything, all like having happily signing signing some document in twenty twenty two lah to to affirm. The Lazarus oh commitment to upskilling workers. God, the irony, <laughs> <laughs> and it's tagged under "Develop Your Career." Yeah. Oh my God. Hey, FDAW, yeah. FDAWU. I think uh, yeah. Let's be. It can be a bit more sensitive to update the website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the hell, man? Yeah. So yeah. so I mean I mean especially because it feels like okay they are trying to do something uh mm. right but. Yeah, the, the more I read about it, I couldn't find anything that the union can actually impose or penalize this company, yeah. the Lazada for. There's nothing, yeah. They can raise it up to MOM and MOM actually has a retrenchment uh, framework. Mm -hmm. So, for example, uh, these are, I mean, you must notify MOM within five working days after affected employees are notified. Mm. So, there's all these articles about how the unions were not notified. It's not clear that whether or not they notified uh, MOM. MOM la. Yeah. And it hasn't even been five days since it happened. Yeah. It's five days today. La. But I think the unions were not notified. Yeah. So, that is a faux pas. Uh, yeah. Because... Faux pas. Faux pas. Faux pas. What's a faux pas? Faux pas. Faux pas. Because it's French. La. It's French, yeah. Right. You spend time in French, so I give you a... You know, I wanted to la. correct your faux pas la, before you faux pas yourself into <laughs> more faux pas. I faux pas the faux pas. <laughs> so it's faux pas. Faux pas, yeah. Faux yeah. pas, okay. Uh, so so the, the faux pas was that mm. um, they did not notify the union. But I don't think it is something they can be penalized, which is why it feels like, okay, then what can NTUC actually impose on them? Or what can FDA, WU actually impose on yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think... Um, uh, no, I mean, to, to answer the question, I, uh, that was a rhetorical question. Uh, right? there's, yeah. there's really, I, I, I don't know. And mm. from what I'm reading also, it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to be much, right? Uh, but what I would add is that actually reading all the different articles, it's quite interesting because every journalist seems to have their own inside source, anonymous source from Lazada or that, who I think one of them also revealed that uh, apparently Lazada has no more internal communications team to handle, you know, uh, press, mm. uh, press, uh, what do you call it, uh, inquiries. So yeah, I think maybe that group, uh, that, that team either got cancelled or laid off, whatever, right? So yeah. they, they're, they're not getting much from Lazada itself, right? From, uh, from all these, all these inquiries. So um, it seems like, yeah, there seems to be a lot of um, things going on within Lazada, mm. C-suite level, VP level, people being laid off, no more internal comms team, uh, you know, someone, HR person here not even bothering to, you know, inform MOM of retrenchments. Yeah, so uh, so this this is like almost like PTSD of what we saw, right, with Hook, mm, right? Mm, mm. Where from the outside, right, or for those affected, it's like your world has come crashing down. Yeah. 
But inside, right, it, life just goes on. Yeah, you open up Lazada now, there's like, uh, you can start collecting vouchers for your next, the next year already. Yeah. Oh, is it? I, I Which is the so, CNY, yeah. CNY yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, especially when you look at this article that, okay, the workers' union accepts the apology. I'll just read out some quotes. Lah. Basically, Lazada has apologized to the union representing their workers for not mm. consulting it prior to its latest retrenchment exercise. Mm, mm. Uh both parties have agreed to work closely together and to put workers' interests at the forefront of their negotiations. Yeah. Lazada have also assured FDAWU that they will be consulted in advance for any future exercises. Mm-hmm. Big fucking duda. Yeah. So, so it just feels like, um, yeah, the union told Lazada that it was unacceptable, escalated the matter to MOM. But if nothing dire happens, it's going to keep happening. What is going to keep happening? Like, like this sort of like, okay, we need to retrench. Let's yeah. just almost put in the least amount of effort required. Yeah. I think the benchmark is how Airbnb handled it uh, during the COVID. Mm, right? Because mm, like there, there are articles written outside there also about how, first of all, ensuring a smoother retrenchment process bodes well for your company in the long term. Yep. And there's actually a lot of things that companies can do. Yeah. One example is like what you said, you know, like just consolidating the list of people you are offloading and sharing it so to help them get their job. Mm. Uh, I know Grab, they did things like, you know, access to LinkedIn Premium for a year mm. uh, and like co- co- coaching for, for interviews or job hunting and all that. So, all these little, little things matter. La. But mm. for companies to be so brazen like this, right, it just feels like, okay, because they know they can do it. It's just, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Okay, then. Forgive you. That's because you're a fucking populist, right? I'm a fucking populist, man. I'm a fucking populist. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a lot of uh, comments online about how Singapore is that it all is pro business, and they're not gonna they're not gonna actually do anything. I mean, being deeply disappointed doesn't do anything for the people actually being retrenched, right? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And and I I guess that that comes back to what we we're saying about how brazen like you know to quote you how brazen the whole thing feels like two days after the new year start of the year you know right after the one one sale and everything yeah and you know realizing oh they didn't even bother to inform authorities even just to hey heads up uh, heads up this is happening uh, yeah you know like hey heads up there might be some bad PR that kind of thing uh kind of you know this we always talk about the in Singapore, businesses and you know, the relationship with the work, the, the unions, the business and the governments all is very, they will try part time, they work together, everything, like, right? Yeah. Feels like the kind of thing that you surely should tell somebody if you're doing that, like, right? If you're yeah. in a tri type relationship, like, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even as employers ourselves, right? If yeah. we want to fire someone, there are steps that we need to take, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it can't just be like, uh, there needs to be a clear reason yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that you almost I, I can't recall but there's something where you need to give them like a chance to um, like uh, uh, make right uh, amends or something yeah. I mean the, basically it's a multi it should be a multi-step process that is documented like, right mm-hmm. such that I mean even just to protect yourself as a company that it doesn't you don't later they, people come back and sue you and everything for unfair discrimination or wrongful termination and stuff like that like. yeah right so um I don't think retrenchment is, is necessarily uh, illegal or wrong or breaches anything. Uh. Mm. In fact, a lot of the stuff that uh, under the Employment Act or that are also guidelines, uh, right? Not necessarily uh, you have can to be penalized. Can or be anything. penalized easily. Yeah. Uh, but my understanding has always been that the uh, they will talk to you about it, lah. Uh, like MOM and all will come and talk to the companies about it to 
to try and do it do better, lah, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one, uh, I I don't see an easy way to do better. Whether it's to for to force Lazada to you know improve the retrenchment benefits or anything like that, lah. Yeah. There's no framework for for doing that or precedent for doing that, lah. Yeah, but but then from Lazada's perspective, also, I'm just thinking like, okay, why would you not want to put in a bit more effort to make it a smoother process? But then maybe it's just because Lazada and like a lot of tech companies, they still have a pool as an employer. Mm. Sure, you do this retrenchment exercise. Three months down the road, someone's looking for a job. Your pay package is good. Your benefits are good. How much of this sort of treatment yeah. is going to play into their decision? I don't think much, no. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the corporate machinery. Like. This is the corporate machine. Like yeah. even for me, right? Like, okay, I think this is fucked up and all this shit. Am I going to use Redmart again? Yeah. Devote your dollars. <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the day, like, like it's one of the things, okay, so r- using Redmart and joining Lazada as an employee, two very different things. Like. Mm. But I think, you know, everybody generally would like to think uh, that, okay, they they are not going to be the ones who get fired, like, you mm. know, or they hope that it never yeah. happens to them. It's like you see someone in a horrible car accident, there's a, there's a baseline feeling that you, you no, that's not going to happen to me, which is not right. Like. Yeah. Right, so I think in this case, the fact that they can be so brazen is because at the end of the day, it's not going to affect any part of their business. Mo, so why why do you say that you can't stop using Redmart or Lazada? You can, right? Yeah, you can, lah. Yeah. But like, okay, online grocery groceries, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, okay, then the next best option I've Amazon. tried NTUC before. Amazon. Amazon is more expensive. Uh. Then it comes down to that, lah. Then I'm like, oh, fuck. okay, it's still the best option. Yeah. So of course I can vote with my dollar. Yeah. Uh, but then. At this point also, like like the amount of dollars I have to freely give is not unlimited. Correct, but then um I mean that, that's why I'm 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 sort of challenging what you're saying in that mm. even if you are paying a slightly higher price and all that, mm. like, right? If that means also sort of uh you know, rep- showing your discontent with the current situation. And and showing you know standing up to something evil mm. isn't that worth a few dollars? Well. Philosophically, <laughs> yes, but I would say for this because okay, so like for hook and yes. and singtel right? Yeah. That one I I I resist la. But okay, so that one yeah. I was affected. Singtel right? is uh, but but okay, singtel is one of the is a I mean not not say monopoly but there's it's one of the few companies. But you can still choose to choose to defer like like yeah, yeah. Not so even, yeah, even there you can still, still yeah. sort of choose. But that one yeah. because the hurt was felt directly to me. Ah, okay, okay. The more degrees of separation, right? I'm yeah. not gonna lie, it gets harder. Ah, okay, okay. And especially when like everything is getting more expensive and all that and I mean even the convenience of it, right? Yeah. Uh is that that you might not be able to get groceries from other online groceries. Of course mm. like, you go and buy it and all. Yeah. But not say like I'm also like floating on the clouds with like all the time in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So then it becomes a tough thing, like, and I think that's unfortunately what leads to companies being this brazen. Like. So why can't yeah, so uh I mean our our situation with yeah. hook. Even when the boycott, so there's no more there's no more hook to boycott already, like, right? Yeah. Only unless you blame the parent company, then you you do what you do. Like. But in this situation, Lazada still exists. Yeah. It's still doing its two, two, three, three sales. There's credible alternatives like Shopee and and others, right? Mm. You can choose not to use them. And even in your position as a 
influencer or ever choose to tell people to not use it, like, right? Yeah. So between Lazada and Shopee, yeah. like I will say that this is this put us push me to Shopee. Okay. Like let's say someone something like Redmart, right? Mm-hmm. Where it still feels like there's no other provider that provides that that sort of like products at that sort of price. Uh, it's harder for me to jump. La. I see, I see. Whereas Shopee, because at the end of the day, like if if I'm buying a new TV or something, if Lazada is offering like two hundred dollars off, mm. I I won't deny, man. It's not gonna be like like okay, you know what? So you gotta you gotta go on Shopee and like play those games, like collect more points <laughs> and all that. Then you'll Just get spend your hours, so, yeah. and hours for this voucher. No, yeah. all I'm saying is it's not it's not as easy to vote with your dollars sometimes, like. Yeah. And then you also have to like uh there there are things that you vote with your dollars for already. If you're always voting with your dollars, then at the end of the day, your wallet is going to be pinched. Right? And that's where it be, that, that's where it gets tricky. But I okay, I'm I'm only asking because I mean, you know, there's this ongoing boycotts of like even Starbucks mm. and all that going on because of their their stance on Israel Hamas yeah. and all that, right? I mean, people there yeah, like exactly what you're saying. It's not yeah. it's not easy. You know, some people rely on drink a lot of Starbucks coffee. But Starbucks, or I would say coffee is not like rice, la, you know. Yeah, but Lazada is not rice. They're they're not the only purveyor of like correct. Of I, but Redmart, like like if you if you look at at a bunch of the groceries and all, and the price that you can get it for, mm. and the convenience also, yeah, it's all baked in la. Whereas coffee to me is like if you're paying Starbucks, and the difference between Starbucks and black coffee, it's uh, on your own, it, it's 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 the okay, so so yeah. it, essentially you're saying Redmart is just so much better than the competition. That it's very hard for you to step away from yeah, Redmart at this la. point. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think that's all that. That's, that's that's the main thing I wanted to yeah. to understand but, but, Like why why because to me is like, I thought it's like you can switch between alternatives easily. No, I tried, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I haven't tried NTUC for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because yeah. I would say for discretionary spending on yeah. like, whatever nonsense like like buy on Shopee and Lazada all that, I'm quite indifferent between the two. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll go wherever yeah, discretionary, the yeah, yeah. But this, I mean, something watching something like this, and mm. you know that feeling of helplessness that I'm sure that these people being laid off feel, and the the sense of injustice when people read it on Wake Up Singapore and everything. Yeah, uh, it does push me to okay. I use Shopee yeah. yeah, for discretionary yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I don't know whether Shopee has groceries, mm. uh, but Lazada, and I mean, as far as possible, so I would rather shop at Shengshong than yeah, Lazada yeah, yeah. Uh, than Redmart. But certain times, the convenience, it really does. Uh, yeah. I, just, then, I, just, I just calling you out for yeah. your champagne socialism, basically. Like, Why champagne oh, socialism? Wow, this is brazen. It's terrible. It's terrible. But, but I still need to use my red mana. Sorry. That's sorry. why I brought it up. <laughs> because you can even argue I'm part of like the enabler. The problem, uh, yeah. I'm not, I, I, in some way, we're all enablers. Mm-mm-mm. Right. Like for you, do you use red mana? No, I don't actually. Oh, you don't? Uh, but I mean, I'm, I, I'm not. You know, my house generally, I'm not the the one doing a lot of the planning for these kind of things, like I do. Uh-huh. I do my grocery runs, like I go yeah. with uh, the wife and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm usually just just a mule. Like, I carry right. and all that. Like, but yeah. you also have a car, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I go to Shengshong and walk back, like it's like it's it is tougher. Yeah, it's it's tougher, So yeah, yeah. so I I refute your champagne socialism. I was just being like uh uh upfront about something. I think people do feel. Correct, correct, you know, do, but but for certain things that hit hard, yeah, like, like with Hook and Singtel, that one I'm like, mm. okay, yeah. so it happens to you, then angry, angry, yeah, but yeah. The, degrees of separation from you, that oh, I yeah. still need to use red mud, sorry, that's human my... nature, <laughs> man. You telling me everybody, everybody reacts the same way to something that happens to them versus something that's five degrees removed, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, it's right. okay, it's okay. I just, yeah, I just, you know, just needed to call out, 
Uh, so you you are, you are you are different uh. you are all ho- <laughs> high and mighty is it the thing on your is, high horse I never came out and said like, oh this is oh, brazen and everything it is brazen right? oh, it's terrible wow, you know, no it's you know, fucking yeah, brazen it's, yeah, yeah. it's fucking brazen as a company so you don't think it's brazen I mean I, I don't like it yeah. right and even in my mind at some point I was I, I before even before we discussed when I started this discussion I was like mm. Uh, this these people, some of these people getting laid off. I'm probably making made very huge, I'm a lot of money in the last yeah. few years and everything. Yeah. Should we be feeling really sorry for them, like, Right? Mm. Uh, and I, that's why I got to it. I try, I'm just was just trying to square it off myself, like, Right? About mm. the the emotional side of things versus the the money side of things, like, Right? You know. Uh, but yeah, it's it's I can understand why you know even though there's buzz about it and enthusiasts come and make a statement, but. Uh, other than just the very vocal minority on Reddit or online or whatever, you people, normal people might not care la, that much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and I will say like this so, uh, uh, exhibit A. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's exhibit A and B. Okay, don't just make it seem okay. No, and I will also say like the if someone is earning a sh- if they earn a shit ton of money over the past few years, it is harder to feel bad for them. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is harder. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's harder. Like that's that's the reality is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you admit that, uh, Terence. I mean, that's why at the start I already <laughs> said, you know, should we be feeling sorry, we're angry, and all that, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, But yeah, if you look at it, it's still it's still a stop to their lives and how it was going on. Mm. But philosophically, the way this was rolled out, especially when you've seen companies do better jobs, mm-hmm. and you've seen mm-hmm. companies do enough shit jobs, yeah. The fact that companies still do this, yeah, I find it perplexing. Right? I think what we need is for the Lazada CEO to come out and make a video of himself crying. Uh, showing. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> slash yeah. S, sarcastic. I mean, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. some people did during the... The solitary tear yeah, down yeah, the cheek. Yeah, 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 yeah. And take a photo and put it on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Man, uh, oh, man. We'll see how this plays out. Yeah. 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 It's still I, ongoing. I, like, still ongoing. I think uh, one interesting point that someone brought up uh, online was that... Uh, this the other reason that this is also getting a lot of buzz is because actually uh sort of it's kind of implying that Singapore is losing its ground as a regional hub uh, for a lot of tech companies. Mm. Like why do you need all this expensive C suite level employees in Singapore when you can get, you know, equally talented people in cheaper markets elsewhere, like, right? Yeah. And Singapore is now very expensive. Welcome to 9% GST and everything, like, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, pay packages have to rise to compensate as well, like, right? So, mm. if uh, so many senior people are literally losing their jobs here, it kind of tells you that, hey, everything can operate even without all these C-level people in Singapore, right? Yeah. You uh, just have a base. You have your physical base yeah, here. Yeah, small market. Yeah. But you have all your other employees in cheaper. cheaper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, true. So, that's why this looks bad not just on Lazada or the union, but on Singapore Inc. Yeah. Singapore Inc. Yeah. That is true. Uh. Interesting point, I thought. Yeah. Interesting point. That is true. Singapore is in a precarious state, man. Mm. Precarious state. Yeah. Hey, uh, so are we moving on to the next topic? Are you like closing? Are you finishing up your order on Red Mart? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting <laughs> for your segue. <laughs> I had a segue in my head, but I was like, okay, I want to crimp Terrence's style. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I give a pause and then yeah. <laughs> just look at my computer. <laughs> Fuck you, lah. You're okay. about to close your Red, Red Mart. Mart ordered yesterday. Already. <laughs> ordered yesterday. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, we are, you know, there was one not so fun topic to start the year. Yeah. Um, but there's this other group of people whose days that, you know, their 
start to year for them also being like crimped, right? Mm. Um, and this is something that I think affects a lot more. Uh, I would think affects the average person on the street a lot more also, right? Mm-hmm. What is this issue? Like? Um, it is the issue that came out close to the when uh, it, the article came out 26 December. So so mm. like like it happened like a couple of weeks ago, but there's been ongoing chatter and a lot more opinion pieces that have come out. Yeah, and it all was uh, is around the the temporary closure of Bido of a Bidok North Street soccer court. Mm. over noise complaints. Mm, so, mm, mm. I mean, at the high level, the the cro- chronology was, um, I believe, East Coast, uh, East Coast Town Council. So, 26 December, the, there were screenshots, uh, there were pictures taken of this um, notice or, for an outdoor court that was temporarily closed and mm. East Coast Town Council came out on the same day and clarified that, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of feedback from residents about the improper use of the court. Uh, there were a lot of disagreements between users and residents. Uh, apparently, the users uh, shouted vulgarities at the residents. Mm. The MP for Kampong Chai Chi, uh, Mr. Tan Kiat Hao, has tried to mediate these issues, getting volunteers to speak to the users, shortening opening hours. But at the end of the day, it still couldn't be solved. So they tempor- temporarily closed it mm. to... F- to find a solution in the meantime. Yeah. But yeah. pictures of that closure and all, because this is not the first time in recent months that something like this has happened. Like, I think Sambawang a few months ago, which we covered. Yeah, there was a barricade set up around the void deck. Like, there right? was a barricade. And over the weekend, I think both you and I got like, saw stuff floating around about like nails on HDB walls to puncture yeah. footballs, right? Yeah, yeah. and they, uh, I think it's those, uh, like at a ceiling level, mm. they put uh, literally nails sticking out yeah. So that if you kick a ball against it, it'll puncture your football. Yeah. yeah. You look at it, you're like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then, since then, there have been a few opinion pieces on like uh, Today and Yahoo uh, and CNA about, yeah, la, like, is this a problem that we need to confront more actively or not? The mm, fact that mm, mm. there are less and less spaces to for people to play football mm, mm, or just mm. play in general. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but but what, what made you specifically want to talk about this? Uh? I think... Th- there's a yeah, it's starting to become a bigger thing. People are taking photos of all these uh, measures that that where that the uh, authorities are using to prevent uh, the use of HDB void decks or common spaces, like, right, to play mm. football. Mm. Um, but I I thought it's interesting to to talk about it because I think Tan Kiat Hao came out with his own sort of a clapback, like, right, and mm. and all the people who criticized uh, him and his post. Mm. Um, and I think he raised some, I mean, he, pretty salty, lah, right? I mean, uh, he, but he raised some good points, lah, right? Mm. Um, I think quite specifically, he, you know, to quote him on the, the post, he said, some folks have asked good questions, like whether we have considered alternatives, while others have tried to stir up unhappiness over this issue by linking it to unrelated matters, mm. you know? Then he said, you know, I welcome the opportunity to add color to the decision, um, and he points out that they recently refurbished basketball and street soccer sorts nearby at uh, Block 135 Ruby Heights, which are open and free for everyone to use. Mm. And there's another nearby court at Rainbowville, Block 403. And uh, they are exploring alternatives to closing the court. So it's only a temporary closure. It's not mm. like they're getting rid of it entirely, right? And they're discussing there with the residents on what they prefer. And the fact is that the the blocks in that particular estate, Garden Hill, are more than 40 years old. Mm. So I think what he's saying is that, uh, you know, 
it's it's been there for very long, lah, right? Yeah. Uh, but maybe with a changing population, demographic, whatever, then there it might be a time, good time to just refresh and take a look at uh, whether there's alternatives to it, lah. Mm. Um. So yeah, I think he <clears throat> put out all these alternatives. He even showed photos of all these alternate places that you can get your football fix. And uh, yeah, I thought that was is a. You can tell like it's not an easy job, like, right? He is trying to balance a lot of different interests from from different sides, especially of his residents, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you buy his 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 uh, explanation as real? Yeah, so I don't know. Like, uh, as much as it's very easy to shit on closing the football courts, mm-hmm. uh, putting the nails and all. I mean, based on accounts and based on feedback, apparently there was a lot of trash. Mm. Uh, the users were peeing on the courts. Urine smell. Yeah. Uh, and even they were climbing in after the gates are locked. Like. First of all, the, the the image of a court that is just gated up, right, mm. is so dystopian, right, mm. uh, that it feels very uh, surreal. Like. Mm. I don't know whether all courts in Singapore are like that, all mm. uh, Heartland HDB courts are like that. Mm. But yeah, already that's dystopian. Then it's locked up. Apparently, the, the users were climbing in and when residents tried to talk to them, yeah, la, it didn't go down well. La. Mm. Right, so <clears throat> thinking about all that, I think it's important to note that, okay, that is a possibility. Uh, what he's saying, yeah, la, I, 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 I can sort of see some points he's making. Mm. So that's why I think it's important to, okay, this sucks in general, that it's temporarily closed and, uh, but now it's reaching like a level where, okay, even a temporary closure to find a solution is seen as like, uh, it's horrible for football. Like. I think the state mm-hmm. of open space in Singapore already sucks. Yeah. But this one, I think now is almost like, wow, um, there's no room to try and figure something out. Like. Yeah. I mean, just going back to what I was saying, what I did this weekend, like, right? Yeah. Where it was pouring and I needed to find a space to, you know, let the kids run run wild and everything. mm uh, and yeah, I just went to the National Stadium and uh, that whole space around. Actually, it was, it was quite pleasant uh, in spite of the rain and, and the weather and how dreary it was. Mm. Uh, I was like, wow, you know, spaces like that exist, right? Yeah. So, I'm just thinking, is there, there's this, uh, the, the, the refrain is often about football, about playing football specifically. But if the court is repurposed for people to play other sports, you know, besides football. And, uh, silent so. sports, uh, is it? So at night? I, mean, I don't know about silent sports, but maybe stuff that doesn't even use as much space, uh, right? For example. Like what? Pickleball, for example. But pickleball, last time you say the noise or... I'm getting to that. Uh, yeah. that that's a level of noise. But pickleball can be played by a larger demographic of people, uh, young and old, uh, right? Uh, or something else, like, I don't know, as in some other sport that maybe requires a bit less space and all. Uh, is it, do we, do you think that maybe we have this, obsession? we can't let go of our past, we can't let go of the Malaysia Cup but, fever But why thingy. is football the past? I think, no, no, yeah, uh, maybe it is now, but, but yeah, there's this, often this comparison to what it was back then, right, on Malaysia hmm. Cup and Fandi Ahmad and Syndrome. Uh, but maybe... Have we moved? We just moved past no, that already. No, la. no, no, no. Don't ever move Can't past like, that. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, it's not yeah, say holding on to the past. It is yeah. okay. Football is the world's most popular game. Correct, correct. Right? Yeah. Football as a sport, it's... I, I mean, I can't think of many other sports where you can just 
start playing. I remember when I was young, we used we didn't even have a football. We used to play like kick around water bottles yeah, as a football. Yeah, yeah. And I think it is one of the most accessible sports. Like. Mm. Even basketball, you need a hoop to hoop, shoot. Yeah. You know? and, so yeah. I think football is not holding on past, no, Terrence. It's mm. the holding it's priming us for the future. Mm. It is it is can be an equalizer of kids. Uh it brings people together. It is the the the, the world's game. Mm. So I mm. think, yeah, it, it should not be replaced. We mm. need to make it work somehow. So no other game can can work for it, like no, running, of course running, other games running. can, but converting converting uh, uh, a uh, street soccer court to another sport, I'll be like, hey, 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 have we really exhausted all solutions? You know uh, that this, this is what I I feel like. You know, Singapore to to the country's credit, to the leaders' credit, if there is a problem to be solved, more often than not, if we really put our minds to it, we solve it, lah. Mm-hmm. Whereas the soccer thing, it feels like it's regressed a lot, lah. Right? Yeah, it's regressed a lot. Like yeah. why? Like uh. And that's where it gets a little annoying. So clearly, it, it's almost like, okay, we want this to do well, we want this to do well, but it's not respected as a problem. Mm. Uh, and I think not understanding the how important it is to kids. I mean, I'm not a parent, mm. but I can imagine for kids, it's damn important to have these parts to play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's almost like the future of this generation depends on it, parents. Mm. So that's what I feel. Uh, okay, I understand that. I, I mean, I am a big football fan yeah. also. Yeah. I, I love how accessible it is. All the other sports that I watch are not as easily accessible. Yeah, Basketball, yeah. tennis, uh, whatever, like, MMA, all these things. Like, none mm. of them are... MMA is accessible. Well, you just go down. You just you, you know, fight. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, <laughs> then you might die in the process. Or yeah, so. yeah. But, but it's true. Football is the most accessible. And what I love about it is it equalizes all your physical advantages or disadvantages. Mm. Like basketball... If you're tall, you might you will be a much better, much more likely to be a better basketball player. You know, tennis also. If you're very tall, you're also more likely to be able to serve faster. Rugby, rugby, big. Your big size. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But football, you have a fucking Lionel Messi. He's shorter than me. Yeah. And he's the best player of all time. You know, yeah. that tells you something, like, Right? It really yeah. equalizes. Doesn't matter how you were fed or how you're brought up, but it really gives you a chance to excel like, and find your role yeah. in the team and go. So I love that about football. That's the romantic part, like. But um. But that, so I, I go back again to that that obsession with this like the whole kampong spirit of football, mm. right? Cause uh, I mean I don't know I haven't lived in these places, but when you travel overseas like Japan or you know in the US and all that, right? A lot of times they play these kind of sports like football only seasonally, lah. That mm. means only when the weather is ideal, like summer or what. Then there's like summer leagues and all that. And when I see, like, uh, a lot of these young Japanese kids, when I walk past, like, some of them training football, that they really go to a field field and they wear boots and everything and they train, you know? Uh, I didn't really see a lot of them, like, just playing football on the streets and all that. And so, my thing was that they they just look at it, they just moved on from, like, oh, it needs to be a kampong thing that, you know, from the favelas, we come out and then we play football and, and everybody just, like... You know, they just looked at it as something that can be instituted and developed as a as a as a as a thing, right? You know, mm. as a thing that can you have programs and you have institutions and all that, and that's where you go to develop the your your game, right? Mm. And rather than relying on, oh, you must be play a lot of your kampong, then you become very good, then wow, someone discover you one day, then you go to academy. As a, as as in, there seems to be a much clearer progression of for a good a good player in some of these more developed countries. Mm. I'm thinking maybe Singapore is at a stage where 
we don't have the space and, uh, you know, and, and we are living, six million people living in a very small space. We don't have the space to just, ah, everybody must have open space to go and play and discover yourself, that kind of thing. Mm. But what we can do is maybe have more clearer programs and and everything that allow our children to, you know, uh, excel that way. Lah, oh, right? James, you sound like a politician. <laughs> no? You're somewhere doing the hands together thing or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 hands together. the, Ronaldo, the Ronaldo interview hands. Yeah, so what, what I disagree with that approach is that it's taking a very outcome-focused approach. Whereas to me, the benefit of soccer is not even to become the best player. Mm. Because when you institutionalize it too much, uh, uh, even now, and this is something I've spoken to some of my friends who have kids who are older and they're sending their kids to football classes and all. Mm. It almost becomes like a chore, mm. you know. And But I think the the everything you said, the equalizer, the romance of football is just in its purity, you know. Mm. It's not about the school. It's not about becoming the best player. It's just playing in a team against another team and working together. And I think that is the most important thing. But it's a very... It's a very qualitative thing that you can almost argue has no economic benefit. But mm. that's why I think that's uh, that's why it's forgotten. La. But that's why I, I, I actually think that there needs to be some balance of what uh, the public, mm. what is important to the public and what is important for, you know, developing sporting culture, la, right? Because mm. we can, you know, go ahead and, and say, for example, we can go ahead and build uh, running tracks around every HDB and all that, right? And justify as like we want to create more world champions, but will it necessarily create another Shanti Pereira or Soryong, lah? <laughs> as opposed to as opposed to having like a, you know a sports association and all that. that but we already have sports associations. I don't know. As in giving them more resources to do a better job, because I think the one thing we can agree on is. FAS has not been doing a great job, yeah. right? In, yeah. in whatever capacity. But the thing is, these right? sports associations, the moment they are institutions and all, then there's a cost to it. Yeah, and then you, it's not, it doesn't become the most accessible anymore. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. So, but build, you build court also got a cost. There's a opportunity cost into it. For what? You build the space. You build yeah, so the it's opportunity cost for the the rest of the population to use the space and everything. Yeah, so so then it becomes then it becomes the the problem that Singapore is heading down like, like every square inch must have an economic uh, return. Whereas to me, there is an economic return to providing spaces where people can play soccer fr- freely because it helps a lot with social cohesion and all. But it's a very tough thing to quantify. Yeah, that's so that's where I probably uh, uh, a bit like where what we're disagreeing about. Like, yeah, yeah, I think. I so. think you are saying that there's this social utility that is yeah. so unique to football yeah. that, that nothing else can. Oh, at least but, 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 but right, well, let me finish. Let me finish. Sports. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> but I feel that you can achieve that level of uh, yeah. you can encourage more social cohesion utility with other forms of like other things like uh-huh. other sports. Other third spaces. I think we talked about the concept mm-hmm. of third spaces before. Other kinds of third spaces. They are more inclusive to different types of uh, people and physiques and everything. Like. Maybe because last time you are a joke, that's why you're like, sports, most important. But you just said it is accessible and the equalizer. So isn't that already catering to as many physiques and like demographics as possible? No. I mean, I'm like in my 40s. I'm not going to like go and play football you with play like goalie, young eh? people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You're you bringing me back to the PTSD days of being the last to be selected for football. Hey. So I'm saying it's fun for those people who are good and get selected first. But it's not, then you no, think okay. about those people who don't get you selected. Go, you got to play important. recreational football before. Of course, of course. Yeah, I it's mean. a lot more chill, no? It is and you chill, really get people chill. of different sizes and all. I know, but football is taxing on, like, you know, anyone past 35, like, I think, mm. as a sport, you know, and, and, and the the 
if it's about maintaining an active lifestyle and all that yeah. kind of thing. I feel like there's other sports you can pick up. So, there, so right? like, like what, what sort of sport? I mean, pickleball. Noise, noise aside, like, right? Pickleball is a very easy sport to pick up. I see a lot of old people playing but it. How many people can play in that same space? Four people. I think one one street soccer space probably can uh, have two like courts, you know, kind of thing. Two. And then two two yeah. uh, pickleball courts. Uh. Uh. And then like four, uh, two, 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 two. So about eight people at a time, you know. Uh, but to football, uh, so it's... And then you see, yeah. the, the thing about football is that the, the trajectory of the football also has to travel very far and then it can fly out and everything. You see? So you need to afford a lot of space for that. Like. True. But then yeah. you also, another thing to, the, that's different is football is a team game. And I correct, think team correct. sports inherently are very different from individual sports. And yes, team yes, sports yes. bring a lot of social value. Like. They do, they do. So like a sport like pickleball, soccer, I think very it's hard to compare also the net utility of, okay. of a sport. Like. So in that, I would say, like, to me, uh, it's like basketball in terms mm. of space-wise is more efficient than football in terms of getting people to play a team sport. Like. In space-wise, like, like let's say mm. the social cohesion per square footage of space. Yeah. Like. <laughs> If we, I mean, this probably Singapore is the only place where we actually probably have to calculate that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like basketball, you can play half court, three on three. There's six people in the half court already, and it's yeah. very competitive and very sport, very communication driven and everything, like right. Yeah. Whereas football, I feel like rather inefficient, uh, rather inefficient. No, I you, feel. This, you can have the four teams no on rotation, winner stay. Rotation, like yeah. rotation, yeah. But yeah. still, it's part of the whole thing. Then outside, you're like, hey, bro. No, but you hey, don't say bro, rotation, like so, Rotation, no, I can have like 20. 20 basketball three on three teams on rotation. Yeah, yeah. But like the game itself, like it, it needs, needs a lot of space for what? Uh, how many people in the street soccer? I mean, I've played six on six, six seven on seven six, before, yeah, man. Yeah, so seven, it's packed, la, right? 14, la, okay, okay. Yeah. So you you can squeeze in a lot of people there. Mm. Uh. But maybe that's the calculation that needs to be made. La. Social cohesion, <laughs> Social cohesion. per square foot. Yeah. The racial breakdown, yeah, yeah, yeah. the age breakdown, yeah. the cost required on average for someone to partake in that. Correct, correct, correct. Because yeah. I would say like golf, tennis, those are really inefficient. Yeah. Those are yeah. really, really fucking inefficient. Like tennis to just get to a playable level, you, are, you spend so much money and time and equipment and everything. So essentially, it sounds like what we're coming down to, there needs to be a ranking of sports yeah. <laughs> in terms of social cohesion. Yeah, 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 and yeah. if you cannot get people to uh, like socially co co be cool. cohesive, uh. be cohesive yeah. socially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Then you sports yeah, yeah, fuck off. Yeah, you are, you are, you should be downgraded. But that's, like. that was also like what we were talking about schools last time, right? When we went to secondary school, the soccer yeah, team, yeah. we didn't get to national. Correct, correct. Then they just cut the sport. Yeah, they cut and they because they. I think our school felt that the field was better used by the rugby, rugby. team, which was more likely to win a gold medal. Even uh. though my batch from side one to J two six finals, six silvers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Correct, uh, correct. So then it becomes. So, oh, look at you, my batch, my team. Oh, that, that's how. Yeah, my my that's how, that's how. That's what very jockish is it? Skin in the game. That's why you are like you're like so biased for football. Yeah, I mean, I won't deny <laughs> I have a bias towards sports, and I think like sports is super important. Yeah, yeah. But that's the reality of Singapore, la. Like right yeah. now, uh, which I think is uh is very sad, lah, because I think team sports, sports in general, bring so much value. It's just like our goals to reach the World Cup, lah, for football. We'll never reach it. Okay, okay. So okay, I ask you, if. If uh, Singapore got a chance to reach, if doing what we're doing has a chance to reach, allow us to reach the next World Cup final. Mm. But it means that your block downstairs every day, there'll be kids playing football until 10pm every night. Mm. You have to tahan this for Singapore to reach the next World Cup final. Mm. The next World Cup, right? 
Were you going to be okay so, with it? So, <laughs> I would say how I would approach that. I'm like, okay, if that's what's needed, fine. Let's find a better way for people to be able to play football. And that's where I think this is lacking. Like, you know, the the fact that it's a very, okay, this is a public utility. You're not uh, getting along. We lock it up. But you see so many instances of public-private partnerships where the government teams up with like people to run a certain utility or a space. Yeah, yeah. So how would say, okay, we do that, but yes, let's let's get this kid skin in the game also that if like you break anything, they will they will tell police and then they won't run off like no, they break any license. <laughs> no, if you really wanted to talk about it, have like a decibel meter, you know, a sound detector. Uh, the moment it goes up, boom, uh cannot lock. Or or some something like that. So that's why I feel we haven't gotten creative enough with the solutions. Like. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. the ball, use a padded ball. Uh, okay, okay, okay. You know, and like, yeah. like there, there are ways solutions. Whereas now it's like, okay, we either have or don't have, and it's too binary. Mm. Yeah, because if you make the kids, so in this case, I think if the kids are peeing on the fucking court, yeah, then like you can't blame people for wanting to lock it up, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where the kids are assholes. Um, but and there needs to be a better way to guard this resource, lah. You see. The, the HDB gardens, you know, which yeah, I think is a very yeah. nice thing. Even my block, there's a garden. Yeah, yeah. It's community maintained. It's mm-hmm. community owned. Uh, the locks are, I think, with certain community members. So the football court also, we have something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there are ways to really engage people. Like, if you were telling me that, okay, but I can also like help with coaching the team. Wow, how about Like, you know, if they're playing downstairs, it'd be, it'd be interesting, like, you know. Then then we we have like estate tournaments, Tempanese versus Woodlands, Tempanese. Wow, I tell you, there's so much that can be milked out of it. Now. I'll be honest, I can't say the same for myself. Uh, uh. That I don't think if I can I can live necessarily with like kids or children screaming. Downstairs. But if they're not screaming. But they would, I mean, they would. Uh, you play any sport, there'll be then, some shouting. Then, but then they don't need to go up to 10pm. Uh. You can still, you, that, that's my point. Like It's not binary. There are yeah. ways to find something that can work for more people. Uh. That's what I feel. But even not 10pm, like, even like 9, 8 p.m. Sometimes it's like, I'm trying to put my kid to sleep. Okay, then like, then you find a time, even 6 or 7. <laughs> like, I, again, it's not binary. Like, these kind of finer things doesn't mean, and that's why I think it's scary. Okay, there's, it's going to be unlikely to find a time we close, we, you know what, just lock it up. Mm-hmm. So, isn't, up. I mean, you were saying that it's so dystopian to see a fence around a football court, but here you are advocating that there's a decibel meter that if you cross a certain amount, then lock up the place and everything. But you set the expectations, right? <laughs> Isn't that what life is? You set I, expectations. Yeah. If you flout it, you suffer the consequences. In this mm. case, I think maybe like there's, there's almost, oh, this is our space. We can do whatever we want. And then it gets locked up. You're like, hey, it's unfair. No? So I think it's it's managing that whole thing better. Uh, okay. Yeah. So so there's no one perfect solution. But I feel like right now, the solution is always, okay, this is not working. Let's just close it, which I think is sad. Ah, yeah, yeah. I think my, my take is like, maybe, maybe, you know, should we relook this obsession with bringing back Kampong Spirit through football, uh, the mm. Malaysia Cup thing? Maybe it's, it's gone. Maybe it's really just, it's just a vestige of the past. <laughs> oh. I know, I, I enjoyed oh. it as much as you did. It was, oh. it was my part of my childhood. But the more we talk about things like the lack of land in Singapore, reclaiming land for, for people to live, uh, the aging population that we're mm. having. Uh, now I have, I have, I have a child, and, and you know I understand uh, the limitations of a lot of these things, like, Right? You know, um, it, it's. I feel like, is it maybe we just need to let go of that obsession of trying to make Singapore, make football in Singapore great again, uh? Uh, But yeah, so that's where I, like my my stance is. It's not about making football great. It's just 
in some way a better sporting culture and and third spaces so not just constrained to football but football i feel just in terms of accessibility mm. and the nature of it it's something that can bring a lot of value mm. what are some examples of uh, that that we should do more of you think for for this football like for example people are talking about remember the football courts that are built under flyovers and all that uh, that are rented out as businesses all. Yeah. I think those are brilliant ideas. Yeah, I, think those are those, great. I mean those places are noisy regardless. And yeah. It's unused space that would otherwise just nothing would happen there. Uh, you make people who want to play, they yeah, they have to track a little bit more, but at yeah, least yeah. it's like nobody will disturb you, no police, no worries of nails on the wall and shit like that. Like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I, though that's a great idea. Anything remember, else that you, you know? Well, uh, for a while, I used to play uh, at this office building where there was a football court at the top. Mm, mm, and mm. because after office hours, no yeah. one's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Right, correct. so then I feel like, hey, that, that actually, I was like, it blew me away that this thing is just there and it's just one piece. It's artificial grass, so you don't need to water it or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah correct, and that correct. turns a space that after working hours is generally empty mm. and you just put it there. Yeah. Right. Like maybe at uh, along Marina Bay, that, that stretch right? mm. actually after uh, CBD area like, actually after working hours it's like uh, on weekends and all not a lot of stuff going on there yeah, yeah. or even industrial estates uh, yes, right? yes industrial yes. estates we already even where our office is at night all the hawker coffee shops close because there's no one here yeah and there's there's space like, you know so it feels like the solution is like okay I agree that housing if it's a nuisance okay maybe it's not the best uh and uh but doesn't mean we can't find ways like and I think yeah. the flyover thing is is yeah. a great thing uh another one I saw I think that there's implemented some places is some of the school fields and all that are actually open to public to use outside of school oh. hours which I thought was oh that's pretty cool and you can book via the the app and everything yeah yeah so so stuff like that yeah 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 cuz cuz I think last time all these school fields were closed to the public, right? Yeah. But now I believe that they actually even built the fencing in such a way that, uh, you know, after hours is accessible by the public and all. So so maybe what, what I'll agree with you is that maybe we need to change our notion of just being able to go down and play. Yeah. The maybe that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's, if you have to take a bus somewhere, then okay, like, we, there's a lot of benefits that we have reaped from our country growing yeah. over the past 20 years. And yeah. this is just one of those things that have to change. La. It's a bit more inconvenient, but, you know. Nah, at least you still get to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, people in countries with winter and all that, when they want to play football, you can't just go downstairs in your slippers, take off your slipper and start playing. Nah. They're wearing socks, they're wearing kit and all that. Of course, yeah, you can talk about it costing money, but the point is just, it's a bit more inconvenient to play, but they still make it work, like, right? Uh, Singapore, I think in Singapore, like, we are very lucky. Yeah, my void deck, I play yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. I cannot play my void deck. Soccer is dead because we cannot play yeah. void deck. That's where I'm like, mm, let's question that notion a little bit. Like, yeah. Right, but yeah. then, also not to go to the extreme, I have Kapok Spirit, no point. <laughs> let's just give it up. Let's just not rest on like what, uh, what the magic of football is. Like, you're putting words in my mouth. No, huh? you me, literally said that. To me, no, give up. I didn't give up that obsession with like, bringing back Kampong Spirit via football. Uh, That's what I'm saying. You can bring back Kampong Spirit with a, a garden, you know, uh, yeah, a garden or like like uh, a space or like, like a garden maze or whatever, let children run around, adults hang out, that kind of thing. Uh, Third spaces that are not necessarily about playing football. Uh, yeah, 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 true, yeah. true. Mm. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we can agree on agree certain to, parts. Agree certain to, parts. That, that's the beauty of the yellow butt. Ah, that's beauty. We yeah, can yeah, yellow yeah. butt all the way and still yes. agree. Yeah, sweet man. But speaking of uh, you know, agreeing or disagreeing, what is your one shot comment? Uh 
My one show comment is like, uh, I mean, one thing that, that you have pointed out recently is that mm. the comments we get on Reddit and YouTube, very different kind of tones. Mm, and it feels like very different kind of demographics, right? Yeah. Uh, so, like one one on the recent Andy Chen podcast that I read, I was like, oh, this is a, this is a cute comment. Mm. Um, basically, I'll read it out. Uh, like mm. from user-ey5xz8hnn9i. Mm. Just to share that this podcast really is more interesting than others and you guys really need to bring the right person for interviews. Well done so far. And the person that has the chance to sit on that guest chair should feel great and outstanding. Hope this podcast really continues to bring good, respected person for interview to get a great award yourself and your podcast. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, like, hard to tell whether it's a, it's a bot or not, but I just mm. thought there was a... It's, it's a very different kind of comment tone on YouTube, lah. Yeah. Uh, which seems like yeah, like maybe it's a different demographic, like, but it's still a very sweet comment nonetheless. Like. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, that was my one show comment. Yeah. Um mine also from YouTube. Uh I think it was one on the episode where uh we talked a little bit about uh Chan Chun Singh asking parents to give space, like, give kids space. Mm. And the uh, seventeen year old uh Vietnamese uh, bright la, right the 70 year old is bright looking for a husband who earns $4,800 right mm. um, <laughs> one of the comments uh, on YouTube was uh, it's good to marry a wife that don't talk too much due to language barrier otherwise you will have a radio that you cannot switch off <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, yeah that was from uh, Oga Pagoda too <laughs> and uh, yeah I just thought it's interesting comment. Right? Oh, yeah. YouTube comments <laughs> are funny, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very different demographic from Reddit, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll just read one right below that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not say one show comment, but like, okay, from Hello, Ira. I had started listening to your podcast at Spotify initially without knowing how both of you looked like for months. Although there was a photo at Spotify, I did not bother to zoom in to see it. I was thinking you guys may look like some local DJs who have a nice voice but look horrible, not going to mention names. When I was aware of your YouTube channel, finally during one of the podcasts, I was like, oh my god, you both look the same as your voices. Approachable looking. Maybe Harish needs to smile more to look more approachable. Uh, yeah, so I was just like, hey, like, I thought I smile quite a bit. What? And then, like, uh, love the hosting ability, nice voice, always sound cheeky. Terence and Harish, both of you are the yin and yang. Like, match make in heaven in podcast world. Mm. You guys must keep doing this, entertain us. Keep it up. Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. So I guess we sound like our voices. Uh. Yeah, I don't know who, which DJs. I thought DJs generally quite hot now. Uh. Maybe old school, uh, old school DJs. The older ones, uh, older ones so uh. hot, uh, yeah. uh, But yeah. now the the requirement for you being a good, good uh. DJ is, yeah, you got to look like Sonia Chu and all that. Uh, right? You, you got to look good. Yeah, cool, yeah. man. All right. And what nice. is your one show thing? Uh, I caught a, a pretty awesome movie on Amazon uh, Prime Video over mm. the weekend. Is Black Klansman. Mm. Have you heard of it? Heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Five years ago, uh, by Spike, uh, Lee, Spike right? Lee. Spike yeah. Lee. Yeah. Uh, it was nominated for Best Picture at Oscars, and mm. Adam Driver is in it, and uh, Denzel Washington's son is in it. Right, I can't remember his name, but yeah, excellent movie, man. Mm. Uh, very. I can see why it was nominated for Best Picture. You know, five years ago. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, it's even still relevant even today. What's it generally it. about? About the a black police officer who infiltrated the Ku Klux the Ku Klux Klan mm. in uh, Colorado Springs in the seventies, Yeah. Oh, it's based on a true story. True story. True story. So oh. it was. It's pretty pretty exciting to watch. Uh, uh, yeah. My my one shot thing is on a similar 
frequency of like um, cinematic wonder. Uh. Uh, me and my wife started watching Singles Inferno. Hell yeah! Season yes. three yes. over the weekend. Yes. And I love it, man. How how many episodes in are you? Four. Oh, okay, I just watched one only. I watched one. You watched one only. Yeah, are you the first one? Uh, Do you watch it with your wife or not? Yeah, I watch it with my uh, wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I won't say I'm hooked. La. I'm hooked, man. Uh, but it's 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 that kind of trashy really yeah, turn yeah. off your brain thing. Yeah, which, it is. It know, is. Yeah. And I tried watching season two. But yeah. season two, after one episode, I was like, okay, it's more of the same. The good thing about season three is that they changed yeah, it up yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really think the biggest difference for this compared to other reality shows I've watched is that that peanut gallery, right? Oh, yeah. The panelists. Because yeah. I was thinking, if you take that away, and, and for those who haven't watched it, basically... They will show the the TV show, but then they will cut to this panel of people who are also watching it for the first time, and, and they will react yeah. and comment like, and it's very entertaining like. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fun. I think I can only watch this with someone because then you can comment on what people are doing and you mm. can argue and all that. So I really, really enjoyed the first four episodes. Uh. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a lot of uh, plastic surgery. Oh yeah, a lot of plastic surgery. A lot of uh, you know boobs in your face kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, so in some way, it's a. Uh, it's almost caricatures to a certain extent, mm. but it's very entertaining. Entertaining. La. And I find myself drawn into it, which for any show that does that, I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think it's a fun couple activity. Fun la, couple right? activity. Yeah. Are you going to watch more episodes? I will, I will. I uh. find like, uh, I, I think some of the banter between the... It's quite funny. It's quite the, funny. The and not, not so conventionally hot guy, hot girl kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Huh. Cool, man. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to y'all soon.